Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy kind of New the first Year. Time we're saying that 2021, kind of a bumpy start in terms of uh, just politically, but six days in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we won't go there. I'm pretty sure people have already heard about that. But um, how are you guys doing, Cameron? I'm doing good. Doing good. Enjoying some playoff football and uh, mm-hmm. some next generation gaming. Right. The Browns, I, I hear, are like getting their ass kicked a little bit. Oh, they lost. Yeah, they no, they it was only a seven point game, but they lost. R.I.P. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I wanted them to win. Yeah, but it's Mahomes. Mahomes is kind of football, he's, right? Kind of weird. But yeah, you're just playing next gen games. Yeah, yeah, I tried out Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and uh, No Man. I tried out No Man's Sky. Um, finally, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know how uh, how much I'll be playing it, but I like traveling in between planets. Mm-hmm. Nice. I haven't played that. Like I've been playing a lot of uh, VR games because I got the Oculus Quest 2 for my birthday. So I've been kind of hooked on VR lately. But yeah. Still doing Beat Saber? Yeah, Beat Saber and uh, the Job Simulator too. <laughs> like that. that's a super funny, like funny game about like, computers running the world and humans are the ones that are doing the jobs but yeah it's just you're just doing odd jobs and stuff like that and your your main boss is like a computer and i don't know it's pretty crazy so but yeah i'm totally hooked on on vr i'm totally sold on it but but yeah but we're also joined by ryan ryan how you doing i'm doing pretty good man how are you doing oh i'm doing all right besides the off the record stuff that we Oh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about, but we won't go there. Sorry, just an uh, automatic response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, I'm doing fine because it's season three of The Water Cooler. I'm super excited. I miss, do- I miss doing this with you, like over the break, over the two-week break. I miss doing it with you guys also, so yeah. But yeah, how'd your New Year's go, Ryan? Uh, New Year's went by pretty chill. We, you know, obvious reasons didn't go out and party too hard, but my... uh girlfriend's a big harry potter fan and i like harry potter i'm like you know dc and dc's more my thing harry potter's more of her thing so but we ended up watching um she got like the box set on blu-ray just a little bit ago we watched like two of the movies right in a row and then had some drinks stayed up late and went to bed like at 1 30 like old people you know <laughs> Because you know, I remember when you're Which younger, one? you're just like, let's stay up till three. And I was like, no, it's you, not. You watched all of them? Not all of them. We watched them from like the fifth one through like the sixth one, you know? It, it's funny that you say one thirty is like bedtime for old people because on New Year's, I stayed up till 9 p.m. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I'm not even. It's just one of those. I'm being like, I feel like there's that point when you would be on New Year's and it's not like, okay, and it, it's. New Year, let's all go to bed now. It was more like, okay, let's just keep partying. But now it's like, had nowhere to be the next day. Did not have to go to work. Nothing like that. And was still kind of like, I'll be up for like another, like, you know, just a little bit longer. And then I, I said one thirty, I meant 1230. <laughs> and then like, oh, oh okay. step a little bit longer and then go to bed, you know? Yeah. I, I went to bed at like nine o'clock at night on New Year's Eve. And the only thing that woke me up were my dumbass neighbors that were uh, launching off fireworks in the middle of the street. And yeah, I had that happening out here in the middle of the fucking woods for some reason. Yeah. That sounds like a really bad idea. It is, at. but it happened. <laughs> Luckily, nothing caught on fire, even though we just got out of a fucking 
dry season and this whole town had to get evacuated like less than five months ago. Yeah. Like you're around like that fire where it was part of that gender reveal, right? No, that was that. that I think that one was in Los Angeles. This is oh, near Los right. Angeles, but it was around the same time. And it was like, uh, it's the, the fire was literally like less than 10 miles away from our house. So we could actually live if we, if you're staying on our porch, you can see like the, uh, part of this mountain being scarred. Really. That's nuts. I can't even imagine. And some so, like, inbred like, fuck was firing off fireworks. Like growing up in Sonora and Groveland, like we were, we were pretty used to forest fires and like the Creek fire and stuff like that. Like I remember seeing like, like forest fires climbing over the mountain and mm-hmm. like, I don't know. And there was just so much smoke too, but yeah. Fires suck. Fires suck. Yeah. Really do. Yeah. You want to know it doesn't suck? What? WandaVision. <laughs> good. Well, I guess the jury is still out, isn't it? There's only two episodes, so uh, I think oh. so far I, I've, I've I've been impressed with WandaVision. So both of them were kind of like replicated from an old TV show, right? Mm-hmm. It's doing like a parody of like I Love Lucy, Bewitched. Yeah, I Love Lucy. That's what it was. I I couldn't I couldn't remember what the first one was for, but I remembered the second one. Mm-hmm. I like. I think when I knew that WandaVision was being made, and I knew that this was the style they're going after, like I really appreciated that just because, and especially the way the show dives into it of just of uh, Scarlet Witch and and Vision just trying to fit in into like normal society. I think it's absolutely perfect for them to like pick like this era of like of era of television and just this era in general, just because that's when like basic society was kind of forming. Like it's kind of the building blocks of like what we, what we're doing today. Like, obviously we have advancements. If it weren't for that era, we wouldn't see some of the advancements that we like see yeah. today does that make sense or yeah it makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. so i i was like in awe of of that and just like the humor of it and just i don't know i i'm hooked on like this is the first like disney plus show where i i feel like i'm did you finish mando not yet just because <laughs> just because like i don't know there's something wandavision i know is based on like previous characters but there's something that just feels original about WandaVision just because it like it's a black and white sitcom it's in 4 by 3 on Disney Plus like I don't think like being re- if this were a movie and being released in theaters like I don't think people would go out and see this film I'd watch it I feel like we're in the minority Cameron just because I don't know I don't know well if it was uh, if this was like say like a 2 hour movie the whole black and white part would probably just be like the first 10 to 20 minutes of the movie yeah we only got two episodes of it and all the next yeah, ones are sure. going to be colorized, probably. They'd probably go psychological horror pretty early on to it, and if it was a movie, probably be like, yeah. When do we get uh, that '70s show parody though? Is that the next one? <laughs> <laughs> well, Wanda and Vision start smoking weed in the basement. Oh my god, that's that's season two. Yeah, <laughs> will be fitting because uh, I don't know the actress's name, but Red's wife is in episode one. So yeah, yo. She's the, the the neighbor, right? She's the uh like boss's wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was uh, that was Miss Foreman in that 70s show. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop. That's <laughs> there's too many crossovers right here, right? 
I won't be able to handle it. Seeing seeing her, oh, she doesn't look like she's aged at all since like 1999 or 2000. Right. But like, right. at the same time, like it is one of those things. Like, oh, it's fitting she's on here, you know. And then watching it, like, I don't know. I, it, it's too early to say anything, really. But it's I'm 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 still curious to see where it goes. Right. Or what you guys appreciate, like about the way the show looks and just the performances of like uh, Vision Scarlet Witch. Uh, you want to go first, Cameron? I really love, I don't know his name, the guy who does Vision. I think he really um, stood out for me. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who who, who plays Vision. Right? Michael, uh, no, it's, it's it. Not Michael Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs> different, different series, different, different Marvel comic right there. <laughs> Ryan, can you help us out? I don't comic remember comic. his name. I know he's married to Jennifer Connelly, which is why she voices Peter Parker's AI. Paul Bentley. Paul Bettany. 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 Yeah. Well, I think it's it's fun to see him playing a character because you know Vision's always serious, and it's funny to see Vision being a little bit more lighthearted, especially since most of the characters he plays, he's always very stern, or he's like a psychotic priest whipping himself in the dark or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's good to see him like playing a lighthearted character. He definitely stood out for me. I think what I enjoyed like the most about these two episodes is that. Is that Scarlet Witch and and Vision? I feel like we're like they're they're really just in like a couple of films, right? Like like the main Avengers. They're in Avengers two, Civil War, and then uh, um, Infinity War together. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. When did they first meet? Was it in or like when do you see their interactions for the first time on the screen? Is that during briefly? War? Briefly in Age of Ultron, okay. uh, Captain America 2. Uh, I don't know why I said Captain America 2. Uh, briefly in Age of Ultron, because when she's just in that, when the city's crumbling, he flies in and snatches her and they get out of there. So it's kind of foreshadowing for fans that know that they're going to get okay. together. And then you see their relationship in Civil War. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Well, I always thought that their relationship and just those characters, out of all the characters that were in Civil War and like, the Avengers cast, I've always felt like they were a little underdeveloped. So seeing like a full show where you actually get to see like what makes these characters tick. Like I, I like super excited and like the first two episodes, like I'm already loving it. I like, I love the, the way vision. Yeah, exactly. I love the way like when vision is like, it's his first day on the job. He's like really good, like really good at his job. He's doing everything so fast. I think it's his boss or something like that. It's like, oh, we increased by like 900% like productivity. And they're like, and, the, and Vision's like, what do we do here? And then the guy couldn't even answer like what they well, actually We provide do. output with our input or something like that. We study input and output. Right. Which is what Vision does, input and output. <laughs> but I don't know. Is there anything else like, like to add? Like- I, th- I think it's kind of... um. I enjoyed it. I'm not really blown away yet, but I am intrigued. And I think it's just because the whole sitcom thing, the 1950s thing, I can get behind it, but I don't think that needed to be two episodes really. And I I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to put these characters in an unpredictable situation. I think it's also kind of funny because they got to have like a chart for like different genres. The MCU has not gone yet. They had this on night. Someone pulled 1950s out of out of like a out of a fishbowl. Like, all right, let's uh, 1950s sitcom. Let's do it, you know. And uh, 
found a way to make it work, but I, I guess I'm just waiting for more of like um, the quasi psychological horror part to kick, kick in because the whole time I'm just waiting for shit to go bad and it happens in little blips. So I guess um, you don't get a little bit of it until the end of the first episode and then like little spread yeah. out lightly through the second episode. But I guess that's the most effective thing because it is kind of silly and fun. Then all of a sudden just like, wait, what's going on here? You know? It's how, it's how Disney gets you, right? It, it was chilling. Those moments were a little chilling, and I think it's um, uh, itching at us, you know. And they're 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 doing that on purpose. Like at the end of the first episode, where the camera zooms out and the guy is like, or like the colored uh, toy helicopter. Yeah, well, I um, thought those were like super interesting transitions, or even just like how like how in the first episode it was "I Love Lucy," right? And like the second episode is more. Um, what'd you say, Ryan? It was. Oh well, it was like I love Lucy, and like then a little bit of like Bewitched. So it's all a little bit like I love Lucy and Bewitched, kinda. So I love the way like it merges and transitions, like the style of filmmaking. Kind of, mm-hmm. it goes back and forth. That old two D animation they cut to when it shows the gum inside of his gears and all that. Yeah, and also just just the way it's shot too. Maybe I'm the only one that noticed this, but just like you would kind of see that it's starting to be filmed like a little bit of a modern MCU film, but then it would transition going back to like when when they're trying to fit in and they're they're succeeding at fitting in, it goes back to like a like like a fifty sitcom and stuff like that. Am I am I the only one that noticed that? Or it, uh... now that you pointed out, I noticed the camera angle when when shit gets disturbed. Mm-hmm. That's where suddenly the the camera angles get a little bit more cinematic mm-hmm. where when things are going as planned for them, everything's kind of like, you know, shot like a sitcom. Yeah. Or, or just, or something as small as like Scarlet Witch in the second episode, she's not wearing her 1950s like clothes. She's wearing something more modern and like her neighbor, like, like uh, comments on it. It's just like, Oh, what are you wearing? And stuff like that. I thought that was funny. And also a, like a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. yeah do you guys know i mean i don't want to if you guys want to go in totally totally blind i mean i never read either of the books that this is based on but um do you guys know or have an idea of like how it's all happening or do you guys nope. want to kind of save that it may be it may I be think, even like uh i only have ideas and... if you want to tease us or like are you okay with ryan teasing yeah, i may be totally wrong and this is already probably very already speculated all oh, over my. the internet so in the movies, Scarlet Witch has the ability to like just do telekinetic right. things and push things on people's minds. And when she, in further in the comics, she can create whole realities. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay, so yeah, I imagine. So that. oh, okay. So I don't think I don't know. It wasn't a big spoiler, or a big twist, or anything right there. So I've heard of that definitely in a few Reddit threads. Not yeah. Okay. So not. So nothing too big of a spoil there, but yeah, so she can create realities and whatnot. And I think one version, actually, no, that would not take too long to explain, but yeah, I, I want to say like uh, this pulls from a book called um, House of M, which is where she kind of granted everybody in the world their wish, but it kind of collided with everything. And it was just this reality she created. And then there's this vision comic series by Tom King which it is this it's vision, but I don't think, I don't know if Scarlet Witch is in it or not, but it has this whole 1950s kind of aesthetic and 
he's living like a leave it to beaver type of life and all that kind of stuff. So I think they just kind of merged those two together for this. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, d- I definitely want to see more. And I think that this is like, obviously like the first series where I got a little bit attached to like Mandalorian, like, like I'm kind of doing bits and pieces of, but do you think that's kind of like the reason why Disney has chosen to not release their episodes of their their shows like all at once? Oh yeah, oh yeah, to get you right. come back, you know, mm-hmm. right. you stay subscribed. Yeah, I think Netflix sure. was. I think the thing with Netflix was they had um, whole seasons and shows on there already. So when they by the time they started putting their own stuff on there, they could they could just put it in blocks where everything else has to play catch up. It was HBO that had issues. I think the thing with Netflix, why they've always released everything all at once is that Netflix has always been like a, a disruptor and like everything that they do, like they, they, they changed like the way we rent movies, like through the mail, like sending DVDs through the mail instead of going to a store. Did and then they changed that? that going to streaming. Marley, did you ever have actual DVDs sent to your mailbox? Yeah. I remember that. I did that too. Yeah. So, like, Netflix is constantly, like, disrupting, like, the way we consume media. But I actually, I appreciate doing one episode a week just because I have I have time to, like, let it breathe. And I feel like a show like this is, like, it definitely helps to, like, let it breathe. Just because I feel like the further that we go into like a show like this, it's gonna, this might be, this might be like Disney plus is like, like breaking bad. I feel like, do you, do you think it has the potential to like, have like that psychological and just like, like thrill psychological thriller and just, I feel like everything, I think Marvel plans everything very uh, with star Wars. I don't think they planned everything accordingly. I think they just kind of ran with it. Marvel. I think they're always planning stuff. And I think they're, doing I mean, apparently this is going to somehow link into the doctor strange sequel and that's apparently going to be a horror film so i can see this kind of like laying the foundation for that and trying to get people ready for it you know right i feel like every i feel like most of the time mcu everything's kind of a stepping stone to the next thing to some extent i'm, I'm, I'm not expecting i don't know how many seasons it's probably only the first season that's uh confirmed you know obviously but uh i wouldn't be surprised if it was minimal of uh amount of seasons it gets one surprise it was a limited series yeah yeah, yeah or it like says maybe series maybe like it says mini series so right like on one that. season two seasons maybe mm-hmm. probably Not two seasons if it does really well like they they want that cash cow but I think something like this it's like it says mini series like yeah. right on the page and like yeah. it's definitely Oh, it's definitely something just to just engage in. And like Ryan said, like move you into like the next film. I appreciate that Disney is experimenting with like a format like this, where it's like, like I said at the beginning, I can't really imagine like, like a film, like working like this, like in in theater. Well, I can't really imagine that in theaters because theaters don't exist anymore. But, (laughs) but I think this is like the perfect, like not straight to streaming like miniseries like it's the kind of the perfect way to like tell the story but i like that they're experimenting with like mediums like this yeah i agree i'm kind of surprised this is the first one they do though because you think for their first um 
straight. This one's probably a lot easier to film than other ones just because of the setting and all that. It's all like on a soundstage. And I know a lot of it's probably on a soundstage, but I imagine something like um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, probably a lot of on location type stuff. So, but I, I mean, I'm surprised that this is the one they're starting with. You think this seems like the second or third one they do. You know what I mean? You think, you think they'd open with Loki or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. Well, technically they opened with Mandalorian because that was their first. I mean, as far as like Marvel stuff goes. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. But yeah, I'm excited to see more. They got me hooked. So, but yeah. Do you guys think this is going to do anything where um, through all this, she manages a way to bring Vision back, whether it be through this Mm. or like some other plot device? Or do you think this is going to be kind of like, here's one more chance for her to get Paul Bentley and her on screen to kind of get that good chemistry they had in Infinity War and then have like a bittersweet ending with them. I, I kind of think it'll be the latter of what you did say. I kind of imagine it could uh, bring him back, but part of me feels like this is a big uh, piece of like closure for her and it's going to come to a um, bittersweet ending. And I mean, I don't know for sure, but would they have the, that stone back? It's the mind stone, right? Yeah. Well, they had to drop all the stuff back off and right, the, uh, right. Thanos the destroyed other timelines. So which now me. they're teasing, yeah. they're teasing possible Steve Rogers dropping stones off series. Ooh. Did you guys Ooh, happen yeah. to see that little Easter egg? What? Which one? Egg? Stone? It's on the box, like the, where he's doing that. They're, it's in the second episode where they're, they're doing like the, the reappear and disappear like trick. Like there's a there's a picture of Vision and it has the Mind Stone hmm. like on the box. I did that not he, that catch he opens. that. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, watch it again. Yeah, it's a it's a I, little. I, I, I gotta be honest, I didn't notice any. <laughs> I'm not a big Marvel guy, but I was just looking at Paul Bettany's face the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, that he's a bad looking guy, he or even a weird looking guy. He just looks interesting. different. He's an you interesting know I mean? looking guy. It's interesting. You want to hear? Yeah. You want to hear what he has to say? Exactly. When he talks, yeah. you know. Right. I think that's good for an actor. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not the best actor or the best. Like, I don't have the best knowledge of actors, but I feel like that's that's kind of like what they want us to. That's kind of their goal. <laughs> I I feel like this is going to be one of those those shows though. Every little joke and Easter egg is something for more information as it comes down the line because they even do the commercial breaks and the um the thing for like you know like like uh your house just so your wife will stop burning your toast no, you know here's the stark toaster yeah. and but if you look the light goes red so i'm guessing there's going to be something that looks mm-hmm. like that in some kind of military facility that she's having bad visions of or something mm-hmm. and then there's also like when they have like a watch and like plus it also had that kind of like that sexist kind of like you know like have your like you know like have your wife dude like stop fucking up your breakfast or whatever kind of vibe <laughs> and then there's then there's the other one watch. which was um the yeah the most important thing is most important sex accessories your wife and your watch and the it was the watch had the hydra logo on it and it also it was by doctor it's like by Stroker or Striker, that that was the guy that was yeah. doing the military experiments on him in uh Age of Ultron. I don't remember Age of Ultron. He's the guy with the monocle and he's the guy who's like, 
we'll never surrender. But then as soon as like he gets around the corner, like, all right, we're gonna surrender, okay? Like, I don't like, remember that. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember, that remember either. a guy with a monocle. He's I like at the he's like in the he's in the uh mid credit scene in Winter Soldier, and he's at the uh, very beginning of Age of Ultron when they're doing that uh, siege on the Sokovian base. He was the guy leading the test. I don't. Uh, yeah, I definitely. Vaguely. Ultron is probably my least watched Marvel movie ever, but I'm not gonna lie. That's one of my favorites. I'm not the minority there. It's not bad. I, it's in in my opinion, I think it's better on rewatches, especially with the the continuity that it brings. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I like going back, even as a casual Marvel guy, watching it. But I don't. I haven't watched it much because there's so many other ones to watch. I've really only seen it once, and I honestly don't remember that that much about it. Like I remember the the first Avengers because that's that's where they created Vision. Yeah, uh, they created uh, Vision Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're saying, right? Oh, they said first Avengers. Okay. Oh no! Oh, I was talking about Ultron. But yeah, there's not a lot of like we can talk about like in this first couple episodes of just like we're just really impressed. With like just, it's what, a mini series, so it's a mini podcast, right? <laughs> this, like we my can, mini we can roll... Reese's post or my mini Reese's. We, Reese's. we can like fan theorize for a second. Um, do you guys? Uh, do you guys know Wanda Maximoff's uh, relationship and the um, who her dad is in the main Marvel comics? Isn't it uh, Magneto? Yeah, so some people are thinking that this is going to because she wasn't always a good guy. She started off as a bad right. guy. So some people think that this is going to lead into since now Disney owns right. Fox, thus they own X Men. They're going to try and get her on the path of a bad guy at least for a movie or two. Hmm. So, hmm. Pulling people into another dimension could lead to that possibly. Interesting, but. Based on the ending of the second episode, like, did, did you guys watch like the the next like the preview for the third episode? Or you? Or, oh, I didn't or, even think there was one. There, you know, okay, what was the preview for the third does, one? Doesn't does well? I didn't watch it because like I, I didn't remember. want to get myself spoiled. I don't think. But, I did. Like, what do you think is what do you think is going to happen? That seventy like, show, fucking <laughs> fat bomb rips the vision. If that this Friday when we when we turn it on and it's that seventy show. I don't know, awesome. like the intro. I, I have to like, give you, a, you know, the the shots of them jumping on a trampoline, but you don't see the trampoline. Just you know, flying in the air in between segments. <laughs> I'll have to give you an Internet Five camera. The open the episode opens up with them singing "Big Star," hanging out down the street in the car. They even have like fucking like they have the different cast members from that show in there. But then they even have like just red in the car for some reason, like just push him in the back seat, like knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> we better be careful because the, the mouse might be. Uh, you motherfuckers talking shit again. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers talking shit about my Marvel. I'll assist and assist all your fucking asses. That's a, we really like the show, Mickey. Come on, Mickey. Yeah, you're gonna fucking buy it. You're gonna you're gonna give it the greatest reviews you ever fucking heard. <laughs> you don't want me to take off these fucking gloves. I'll go Brad Pitt and snatch on your ass. Damn. You don't t- keep the gloves on, Mickey. We're we're in a pandemic. You're tempting me, motherfucker. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like that's what happens whenever like a deal goes bad in like a Disney office. Right. They just bring out the mouse. 
He's just in a cage. Like Mickey is just in a cage, and like a deal goes bad, and they're just like they're just they're just rattling like a key, and the mouse is just going crazy, just like rabid and shit like that. <laughs> they're like don't 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 give us the mouse don't give us the mouse just like chuck yeah. someone out of out of a window like all right let's go play golf right <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> uh, how did we get on that <laughs> sorry i don't know uh, no it's it's fine it's fine but yeah speaking of um, fighting uh i heard um gsb got recasted for his role I don't remember his role in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, he was in the movie Winter Soldier. He was uh, like GSP. the dude on the boat. Um, GSP is a fighter, professional fighter. And he played he played this French dude. Oh, yeah, America. yeah, yeah. I know you. He, he got recasted? Yeah, yeah. You know who GSP is, right? I don't know, but I'm guessing he's, he said he's a UFC guy or something. Yeah, he was like he's like one of the um, most well-rounded fighters the UFC's ever seen. He's really cool. And they had him playing Captain America's lamest villain. Really? His whole thing. I mean, they made him like a badass parkour guy in the movie, but in the comics, I mean, Grant, they maybe they updated him, but he's like a guy in a purple spandex and like that one of those French rapist mustaches. Like, I jump really high, ha <laughs> You know, so. Well. Well, I really, I really like sixties uh, or some shit. I really like George St. Pierre's iteration, and I'm glad to see him get recasted. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, they could, they, I think they can. If you can make Guardians of the Galaxy financial, uh, like a financial success, then you could probably make that character like a who knows. Like I, I can see them making that character like the next big thing, possibly. I mean, they made. I was like, you doing Baron was, Zemo for the villain? Was, okay, was then I'm like, Guardians oh. surprising too. How well? It yeah, did. because it's. Well, I mean. Not not in the subject matter or anything. It's it's right. just one of those comics that like even a lot of comic book fans really never read it. Like it was a comic that came out, no one really gave a shit. Brian Michael Bendis liked it. I think I think it was Brian Michael Bendis, and then he rebooted it, did an updated version of it, like in two thousand five or six or something, and it got great critical responses, but no one really read it. Mm-hmm. And then it would just pop up once in a while and they made a movie and now, you know, my yeah. dad knows who Groot is, you know. So. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> the is. I was so I happy when that movie came out. Uh, it was such a good movie. Since we're talking about that, like, like Disney is obviously like I think there's like Guardians of the Galaxy like series, right? Like a mini series coming out. Really? I thought there's a cartoon, but I didn't know about a mini series. I didn't hear. Uh, I don't hear anything about anything. I but like James Gunn is obviously like done with Disney because he's with DC now. No, he's not. He's doing, he's doing yeah, he's doing Guardians Three. He's doing. They hired oh, yeah, back. yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. I totally forgot about that. There's certain so Guardians content man. that he's not tied to because when he was doing Suicide Squad, like, they were off, like, making Guardians content without him. Like, really? how do we feel that that I mean, gun, like, baby is, like... I don't know anything about that, but I do know one of the plot lines in the What If series, that cartoon series, is going to have uh, King T'Challa be what if like he was in star lord's position where yondu picks him up and all of a sudden t'challa is this star lord black panther kind of guy they're gonna they're gonna make that a plot line i think it's fine because you know guardians of the galaxy i mean he he helped get the ball rolling with a really good movie but it's a 
bigger thing than just him. So I think it's okay if they want. I think it's fitting that he's coming back for the third movie, but I don't think they can't do anything not James Gunn related. I, I um, yeah, yeah, because uh, even like because well, even like the Guardians are a big part of the last two Avengers movies, and it still felt like it still felt like genuine to those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly think it's more Kevin Feige, even though I'm sure James Gunn still had his had his say and his signature. I think Kevin Feige kind of lets them have this much of themselves and this much of their own personality, but they got to stick to these boundaries right here. So, see, that's the one thing. Like, I like that you said that, Ryan. That you think it's like all Kevin Feige, and I think you're right about that. Just because Kevin Feige has woven like this plot line for ten straight movies and even beyond that. So like when the th- the thing going back to like WandaVision, the thing that I know Kevin Feige has like kind of woven like how he wants this story to end. But I feel like like all the other movies like before like WandaVision, I feel like they they didn't necessarily like have a soul. Like it, it's all like part of the Kevin Feige machine. I feel like WandaVision is kind of like that exception where Feige machine. It, like I said, it, it has influences of Feige, but like it. It it feels like it has a soul, like filmmakers like creating this. I, I forget their names off the top of my head. Yeah, but it it feels like like it's like it has their style like in there. I feel like uh, depending on the movie, I think they're, I think Feige and Disney, I think they're smart enough to know not to step in too much because I think they don't want it to have the sense of like so much studio meddling. And there have been movies where that has happened and who knows if it was Feige or someone else, but there's been things on record about Iron Man 2 was originally going to be kind of a different movie and they really wanted to simplify it and they really want to do a lot more with Mickey Rourke's character, but then due to whatever reason, it didn't happen. And Feige even went to head, head to head with Ike Perlmutter for a while, who was the head of Marvel and just known to be a douchebag. And he would just he it's like he wasn't he he was just a guy who really didn't even understand his own thing, his own company. And he was trying to do things in the movies that would just fuck things up and just try and like cut corners any way he could. And Feige went to like head of Disney saying, "Okay, if I have to keep on answering to this asshole, I quit. And so now it's just like, okay, you deal directly with the head of Disney. You don't have to answer to Ike Perlmutter anymore. So sorry, I got off. I went off on a tangent there. I think there are some movies where they like more than others. Like I honestly feel like Ant-Man and the Wasp feels like a stepping stone just so they can introduce the quantum realm where I think something like guardians of the galaxy is something like, no, we feel like we want to, we want to try and tell a different kind of space adventure type movie and guardians. I mean, black Panther, another big step or like, no, let them, let them like tell their story. But then you get something like, Age of Ultron, which I feel like I really like it, but I can kind of see what people mean where it's like, it's kind of checking off some things off a list here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. The t- director of like these episodes is Matt Shackman. And I-, I hate to disappoint Game of Thrones fans, but he did work on Game of Thrones. So hopefully, hopefully WandaVision doesn't end like uh, Game of Thrones did, or I think a lot of people are going to be canceling their Disney Plus subscriptions. <laughs> Just like they canceled. Wait, who, uh, who was it? Matt Shackman. Oh. He worked on Game uh Game of Thrones, Always Sunny. Kind of has a really <laughs> always a it's kinda diverse. I'm like, sorry, you got me at un- it's always sunny. That's where you got me. You didn't get me at Game of Thrones. Because I'll yeah. be honest, I never watched Game of Thrones, but you got me at it's always sunny. Right. 
It's, it's got a very diverse, like, television background, but, like, Fargo did a couple episodes of Mad Men where you can kind of see that, his filming style there, like, in the... I never seen Mad Men, but I know it's kind of like a statement and a critique of culture and of back in the time and advertisements. So you can definitely kind of see that with WandaVision where they're kind of making fun of like just values of the fifties, you know, but not leaning too hard into it. Like it's still kind of appreciating kind of the campiness and silliness and innocence of that time. But at the same time, poking a little fun at some of the values. Right. For sure. But yeah, I guess we'll, we'll end it here. We're going to be, um, exploring like like this entire series i like i think i think there's going to be eight episodes right i haven't i don't know eight sounds about right because that's what mandalorian is right it seems like that's the the disney amount of episodes i think so Uh, so feel free to join us for all eight episodes and uh let's discuss it before we end i kind of since it's like first podcast of the new year like i should have done this at the beginning but we'll do it at the end like what are your what are some of your guys's goals like for uh like the new year like what it, it could be for the podcast it could be for just uh Damn. like life in general i know i kind Have of a better year on you at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's on all of our lists right uh, personally i think i want to make more um organized pieces of music like more like actual songs something that uh i don't know i want to improve the quality of my songs that's what I want to do. Ryan, how about you? Finish this comic book I've been working on for a while. What's it about? Is it grit? Uh, not grit. Um, oh, it's called Into sorry. the Dirt, and it's oh, it's all good. Uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be coming back to grit eventually, and grit even pops into later issues of it. So you know, it's a uh, what was that, Cameron? What is it about? Uh, short and simple of it. It's kind of a sci-fi western, and um, it's this this guy. Well, basically. Short and simple of the, the this issue, a guy goes out partying one night. He has a robotic arm. He's a piano player, gets a little wasted and gets his arm replaced with like basically like a Mega Man gun kind of thing. And he's ba- and he's like, oh, shit, how the fuck am I going to play the piano with this? So they're going back to get the arm switched out. But they find out that they accidentally the guy who sold it to him thought it was they were someone else. And they need that gun that they had a gun for a heist. So now they got these people coming after him. So. Yeah. Interesting. That that sounds interesting. Thanks. But, well, I can't wait. For it's, to... it's taken me forever to get it done, but I'm more than halfway by this point. So, thankfully. What uh, style are you influenced by? I like to think I could do it. Like, I want to draw like Greg Capullo, who worked on Batman for a while, and he was even. I, I never really read his Spawn stuff, but he was on Spawn. He did a bunch of work. I want to draw like him, but it's not really looking that way. And so, it looks more of kind of like. And I'm not even comparing myself to this guy. It, it, it's probably more of kind of like Brian Lee O'Malley, kind of like a little bit more simplified version of Brian Lee O'Malley. That's the guy that did Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. And that's um, more simplified, but kind of a little bit of that merge of like Western and anime kind of fusion sort of. And uh, yeah. And uh, cool. the guy, I think it might be Jeff Jones, which is the guy who did Bones and Razzle. So kind of like, yeah, that's not, I'm not saying I'm as good as those guys, but it's probably more akin to look like that, even though I'd like it to look more like Greg Capullo, but it's going to be a long time before it could look like that. So, yeah. But yeah, 
uh, I think some of my goals were just be, I just want this podcast to grow because I feel like, I feel like we're doing really great things. I'm really glad that we're, it's a distraction for me, especially with, with everything that's going on. Like for the first two weeks of January, I, I, I just appreciate you guys hopping on and yeah. talking to WandaVision, talking why to do it. Of course. Movies and TV and music and just stuff like that. So, but yeah, also get better at social media and promoting <laughs> the podcast. So, I'm horrible about myself. I'm my yeah, own show. Social media, like uh, just that? promoting promoting the show and stuff like that. I think that Ryan, you you probably would be able to agree on this, just because I feel like social when you take like social media classes, like on. Uh, What's that uh, online like learning thing? Masterclass. Uh, masterclass. It's not the one I'm thinking of, but we'll, we'll go with that. But I feel like when you when you listen to an instructor, they have like this bullet point mathematical way of like mastering like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I'm like, I feel like when I listen to them, like they're all full of shit, just because like they have no idea. Like it's I feel like social media, it's like all luck. I feel like there is some truth behind the advice they give, but at the same time, it's not a guarantee. You know, I feel like there right. is luck involved. Like, like there's some things like post the same time every day, the same week. I think that's obvious, but then there's other things though, that are like, okay, this time of day or this kind of use this many words or this kind of graphic catch of eyes or whatever, you know, it's, it, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm by no means a social media guru, but I've just seen different things talking about it. Right. I don't really want to be a social media guru. I just want to, like, <laughs> I just want to like, I don't know, promote it, promote the show so people can hear us. Cause I feel like we, we got a lot of good things to say. So yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for season three and hopefully uh 2021 looks up. Other than that, I don't really have anything else to say. Cameron, we've got something to close. Not really. <laughs> some kid. make yourself uh some tacos you know today was uh the weather was great today over here we took advantage of that so uh remind yourself to get some sun if you're not getting enough of it right yeah it was like 70 65 70 today and i was like this is it's, this is not winter <laughs> but it, it, but it, it felt good it felt great yeah yeah not i'm always complaining i'm just like it doesn't feel like the right season, but but that's California for you. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll we'll see you next week for uh, episode three of One Division. See you guys.